This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan, and for today's review, I'm joined by arts writer Ellen Lee. Ellen, welcome back to the show. Hi, Sharmila. Thanks for having me back. So today we are reviewing an online performance. It's called Dulu Saat Itu. It's by Kongsi KL. And um, essentially it's a recording of a performance that blends together movement, uh, theatre, props, and, 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 and to be fair, a fair amount of, um, I'd say, video work. So it is essentially a performance that relies on um, the video aspect of it. Um, and it was first staged online during the MCO and now it's being made available online on demand. So if you're interested, you can check it out on cloudtheatre.com. I wanted to start off by giving credit to the performers because really they're a huge part of what makes this work. So the two performers are Dexter Zen and Aisha Hassan. And I wanted to start with the themes of the performance, right? So it is titled Dulu Saat Itu. Um, that kind of gives you an indication that it's really a lot to do with memories and nostalgia, past trauma, baggage from the past and so on. Um, what did you make of those themes, Ellen? Did you think they came through for you in this performance? Okay, so I thought it was a very emotional performance and the way all the aspects of the show came together was clearly trying to evoke um, some emotions in the audience but I did feel like the script and the characters were a bit um, a bit not as fleshed out as they could have been so I, I felt that everything was emotional but I just didn't feel the emotion that I was meant to feel. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think because there is a, it is a very abstract performance, I have to say. Um, you could almost call it contemporary dance to a certain extent, I think, if not for the fact that it does also rely on very performative aspects. And anyway, these lines between what constitutes movement and dance um, are often murky in contemporary performances. Um I get what you're saying. I think some of it has to do with the, the fact that while it relies very heavily on evoking those emotions, it's it's not entirely clear what these experiences are related to. Um, there are bits of dialogue that allude to certain things. There are flashbacks to the past, of especially childhood, that kind of indicate certain directions. But overall, there's a very abstract quality to all of this, which I think does sometimes make it a little bit more difficult to connect to the the, the humanness of what's going on. Um, and and, and I, I found that interesting because, again, I, I, I agree with you that it does come through, um, but I almost feel like I enjoyed it in a... I enjoyed it like a theatre nerd would enjoy it and not so much as an audience member who's like, oh, I'm really taken away by this. Does that make sense? Yes, um, but... For my experience, I felt that the production actually worked better on the level of the abstract, you know, when the two actors were performing their pain and using the various props like the soil and the water and the elastic bands at the end. Uh, so I felt like they were, it was more um, evocative when they were performing them rather than verbalizing them. Mm. Yeah, because... 
I the themes that they cover are, I think, by now quite uh, universal or like universally covered, like themes of like change and acceptance. But I also felt like the way that the script was written is in a kind of like conventional way. Like these same things have been expressed in a similar way before. So maybe that's why the emotion didn't like strike me as much. I, I agree. In fact, as you're saying that, I think to myself, um, perhaps my um, not being able to entirely latch on to anything is because the show itself isn't necessarily clear whether it's trying to be abstract or if it's trying to be narrative driven. Um, and so, so it's like, as soon as you find some sense of a narrative to hold on to, it disappears. Uh, and then there's full on um, abstract visuals, which are great. Actually, the, the show is very visually driven and that's where it really shines. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. But you're right that um, the structure doesn't necessarily make it clear what it's going for. And then therefore, you also as the audience member struggle to to hold on to something. Um, I will say that of all the different set pieces that the performance does, and there, there are a few distinct visual um, cues and, and looks that it goes for, my least favorite was probably the beginning, which is also the most scripted um, because there's like a, an evocation of childhood and, and they're playing young versions of themselves, which already I think sometimes can be a little over the top and hard sell. Um, and I think it was a little bit too on the nose for me. Um, and, in a, I mean, perhaps unfairly sets the tone for what comes next because it gets more abstract as it goes along. And, and then I actually think I enjoyed it more when it became more ab abstract. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, so the later... Uh, the, the later scenes where there was, um, you know, just like water and soil and these elastic bands from the ceiling. Uh, this was also like more poignant and more powerful to me than the beginnings uh, where they used the very, like you say, very literal symbols of um, a chalk and uh, a dressing up game and I think there was even a rocking horse in the mm -hmm. stage yeah in the stage design um, but also generally the, for the stage design I, I think also one of the reasons why I failed to relate to the characters and their and their emotions is that the stage design um, was a bit empty of personal effects. Um, so it was very well constructed. Uh, there were various things hanging from the ceiling, like I think an empty shopping cart and some unused or broken chairs, but there was nothing that really felt personal or reflected the characters. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I minded that as much. Mm. Um, maybe because um, I really enjoyed how the different sets looked. Um, and, and the more abstract it got, the more I was able to sink into the... Rather than the specific stories, it's almost like I was... I was taken by the emotions that each of these, each of the set pieces evoke in you. Um, and so perhaps the personal effects didn't bother me or strike me as much. Um, I do think that perhaps it is it is that 
that notion of uh, cohesion almost that is lacking. Um, and all of these different things that we're kind of uh, circling speak to uh, a a very emotionally driven piece, uh, a piece that relies on emotions to the point where there's like cohesion sometimes suffers. Um, even at the end, um, I felt like, okay, is this supposed to be about trauma? Yes. Um, but is it also about perhaps the comfort that we seek from memories? Um, but then at the same time, learning when to let those go. Um, and But all of these are entirely my read of something that was quite abstract, right? And I'm not saying the show needs to give us those answers easily, but I think a little bit more... Um, a little bit more clarity on what they're aiming for might have helped. Yeah. Uh, but also, like you said, the the part about, um, that's very interesting that you brought up the way that we might seek comfort in our memories because um, this is like one way where the play, uh, where the play or performance, I'm not sure if you can call it a play, <laughs> But the performance like works better in the abstract because in one of the final scenes where there was like a tangle of elastic bands coming from the from the ceiling and the performers were like being lost in it and moving among these elastic bands and also getting tangled up in it and like uh, fighting against it and fighting each other and uh, being caught up in this web that is seemingly of their own making. I felt that this ambiguity is was very powerful like more powerful than the actual speeches and dialogues that the mm. characters made yeah that um that finale is actually my favorite thing about the whole show um visually it was really beautiful as well as kind of sad and 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 difficult to watch at some points. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, we will continue our review after this. We're talking about Dulu Sa'ad Itu, presented by Kong CKL. It's a um, it's an online performance. You can access it at cloudtheatre.com. Let us know, are you still in the mood for online performances? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Break from monotony. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and today I'm joined by arts writer Ellen Lee and together we're reviewing Dulu Sa'at Itu. It's an online performance. Uh, it uses movement and, and props and sets to um, dwell on questions of memory and nostalgia and, and the past. So um, we talked about the themes quite a bit earlier. I wanted to hone in on, uh, well, first the the people who brought this to life, right, which are the performers. So um Really, only two performers, Dexter Zen and Aisha Hassan. I was really impressed at um, their ability to embody this work. Whether the work entirely succeeded or not, I thought they really gave it their all. And I think it's worth pointing out as well that because this isn't a traditional live theatre performance, they've had to, and you can see this in the work, they've had to use their bodies and their faces in a way that needs to both work as theatre but also as video. And I found that quite interesting. Yeah, I thought that the actors were also really good. Um, Aisha uh, has this uh, very powerful, very a uh, very powerful, very confident stance that uh, really came through in one scene where she was quite aggressive to the other actor. Uh, but I think 
the male actor, Dexter, he was uh, the standout for me because he has a very interesting physique and he has a very young face, but the way that the lighting was designed, it really threw a lot of shadows on his physique and he had this very uncanny and eerie way of moving that combined with the shadows really brought out his rib cages in particular mm-hmm. and made his body look like a strange creature. That's a great observation. Um, I I really enjoyed how the work overall just use their bodies. There's a lot of focus on the shapes that their bodies make um, that can often be quite uncomfortable to watch. Uh, there's one particular scene where uh, Aisha, I think, essentially talks about abuse that she suffered in the past and there's this very stark focus on on her body as she does that uh we've mentioned the scene with the soil but you know it centers on dexter and um, that whole scene is so difficult to watch but also beautiful you know in a particular way you said uncanny i think that's a great word um and all of those things so it's why i think that even though i perhaps wanted a little bit more overall um i was very engaged throughout this performance because i was very keen to see what these performers would do next and what we would or rather what we would almost see being done to them in a weird way. Um, and I think that was one of the strong things about the the show, the use of performers who I think really understood what they were doing. And um, I have to give credit to the video recording team because I think they did such a good job capturing these nuances. Uh, and I've said this a lot with shows that I've been reviewing over the course of the last two years with online shows, how the ability to capture expression or to do close-ups is something that you wouldn't get in live theatre. Um, and this really actually um, lives and dies on the fact that the camera captures these things, those contortions with their body or their expressions, which are often quite anguished or pained. I don't think it would work nearly as well if you were sitting in an audience and kind of removed from the stage. Yeah, I I fully agree with giving full credit to the film uh, the film team who recorded this whole show because it was very high res it was very impressive and i hope that this is an indicator of better higher quality recordings and uh, documentation for future malaysian perform performances um, but also it makes me like what you said makes me wonder whether the pandemic will shift theater to this to more of a gray area between um, film and stage because while, yeah, you're right that the performance might not have worked as well uh, live because we might not be able to see these close-ups, but then I would also argue that then that's not really... uh, stage performance then? it's a video performance yeah, yeah 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 or a film so maybe we're entering this new ambiguous gray area where uh, film and uh theater will i don't know like morph together to create something like really cool no I've, I've wondered about that a lot actually um because we've seen so many artists try such different things in the last two years, some of them have been really successful. And I think I'd be sad to see that element of experimentation and and just crossing um, boundaries, crossing mediums uh, go away. Because works like these, I don't think we would have seen a space for them 
two years ago, uh, two and a half years ago. Um, and I I also wonder whether this then is an opportunity to open open up conversations about, yes, there is a real joy in live theatre, uh, but how can we also continue to make them accessible or consumable in other forms? What does it mean to film a show and put it online? Because if you're charging me to watch something, then it cannot be something that's just a recording that's on YouTube. You know, it's got to, there's got to be a reason why I'm paying to watch a performance. And and in this case, it is a ticketed online show. Um, but with good reason, I think, because it's, it's not just a recording of a live show. It's actually crafted to be consumed in this way. Um, that does make me wonder, though, with things opening up, um, do you think there is an interest for people to still watch stuff online or are we all raring to go to live shows and perhaps not so interested to watch these things anymore? Personally, I would rather watch things live than on the screen because of, you know, like they say, the past two years have been like Zoom fatigue. You're, everyone is tired of viewing things on the screen. But I think to Kongsi KL's credit, they have always uh, been this platform that encourages multidisciplinary crossovers so uh, I think even though my feelings on this product this particular production were a bit lukewarm but if they did anything similar to this in the future I would I would watch it because I think they really know how to um, how to execute that intermedia or multimedia multidisciplinary crossover. Yeah, and and I think that any um any performance group or or theater group or artistic group that wants to try new approaches to art, um, I think I think what the last two years have done is to open up that kind of space, um, and also even to normalize for us the notion that a performance doesn't just have to be a theater that you walk into, um, and and accessibility is actually a really important thing, right? Not everyone has the means to go to a theater. Not everyone lives near a theater to catch a live show. So, um, I think that while I'm I'm also just you know Zoom fatigued out, and I I'm, I just love the idea of going back to live theater. I like the idea that the things that people worked on during the pandemic are also kind of here to stay. And I don't think that that's really a bad thing. I think it, in fact, actually offers new opportunities for, as you said, more um, collaborations and more cross-media things that we haven't seen before. Just to wrap up, um, I know that we started this by saying we both didn't necessarily have the highest of engagement with this show. Um, but do you think it's something that you'd recommend that people check out? Yes, definitely. Especially because the price of a ticket is only 15 ringgit, which is cheaper than most uh, movies in cinemas nowadays. So, yeah. Thanks, Ellen, for reviewing this with me today. Thank you, Shamila. We've been talking about Dulu Saat Itu, presented by Kongsi KL. Uh, if you're interested to watch it, it is available, um, as we said, for 15 ringgit on cloudtheatre.com. And let us know as well, are you still keen on online performances or shows? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.